Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey everyone, it's Caroline from G Thanks Just Bought It, reminding you that in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod. You can find products that don't make it onto the episodes and recommendations from listeners like you. So before you start this episode, give it a follow and say hi in the comments. And for a full list of every product we featured on G Thanks, visit gthanksjustboughtit.com slash episodes. See you there. Welcome to another episode of Few Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and today I'm joined by Ashley Hosmer. You might know her because she's a candle influencer, and I know that this community is full of, full of candle hoes, um, and also a parachute bedding influencer. Uh, we will get more into that later. She is a recent uh, transplant to the Pacific Northwest. Um, she is in Portland now, but she was in LA and we became friends about 17 minutes before she moved. Um, so that was great for me. Uh, Ashley, welcome to the show. (laughs) I'm so sad at the timing of our friendship. It's, you know, it's, unforgivable really unforgivable and honestly you're the <laughs> one who moved so if anyone is I not being forgiven it's you guys but I will get over that um <laughs> Ashley and I were able to meet IRL like very briefly because you uh sold a lot of your stuff before moving to Portland and I bought a lot of your plants which are thriving yeah, how are they doing they're amazing okay. they're doing so well I'll take some pictures for you but we had we had to do the same thing when we left Brooklyn and it was sad. It's like a whole like year few years worths of plants everywhere and then you realize I can't take these with me. For literal like legal yeah. reasons, they don't let you take plants with you. Um they don't. And also like my I for the longest time I was like we're renting a trailer and we're bringing the plants. Like I wouldn't let it go and finally it, towards the end I was like, well that's not that realistic. Okay. Yeah. Right. It it's sad and and from New York to California um like we had movers move our stuff and then we flew out here just with the cats and obviously we can't bring plants on a plane, but you can't even moving companies won't move plants for a number of reasons, but the biggest one being that like the California Department of Agriculture won't let a non-native species of plant like through the border. Like we we yeah. might have been able to get away with it, but like the moving companies don't take that risk on. So they will not move a plant. Um and it's sad. So I feel like what I lost in Brooklyn I gained back when you moved and sold me all of your <laughs> greenery. I love it. Um, but they're doing really well. They're really doing I'm well. And I've been wondering, because I sold, I think I sold like 70 plus plants. Mm-hmm. And I probably took what, like 12 of them? Yeah, you took a yeah. good chunk of them. But another thing you did before you moved was you 
gathered up all of the candles that you had purchased or had been gifted and put them in these like mystery bags and sold them for much, much less than they were worth. And I was like, okay, I'll take six of the bags. And then my (laughs) biggest regret was not buying more because I really, I wish I had bought more. Every candle I opened, that was like the most fun day, getting to open those bags (laughs) when I got home. Because listeners, she wouldn't, and I didn't try. And I know some people did. Like the point was you can't look through the bags. It's like a mystery bag. It's like, we're not going to do like, can I do this one? But then not this one. Like, it's like you pick your bag and you get what you get. And so when I got home and I opened them, it was like Christmas. Like, and I was like, I think I texted you immediately. And I was like, I'm just sad. I didn't buy more from you. Yeah. You sent me pictures of your spread. It was an impressive (laughs) spread. You definitely got the most. I was trying to limit how many people got, but I let you get more. I I wanted it to be like a fun thing. Like I remember going to the store as a kid and it was like a sticker store and they had mystery bags and I would Mm -hmm. always pick a mystery bag. And then sometimes I'd be wildly disappointed, but sometimes I'd be thrilled, but I wanted it to be that experience minus the disappointing part. It was really, you did such a good job. Um, I, the way you did it was you did like most of the candles were like new and unburned but some of them you had burned like a few times and you were very transparent like there's going to be a few that I've burned that I've tried there's going to be some small ones some high-end ones some inexpensive ones and I felt like I got a really good haul and I was sad that I didn't go with my gut and say like look like tell everyone the sale is off load these in the back of my car <laughs> and I'll give you 50 all bags of, this money. of candles yeah each, 50 each bags. bag had like I think four four. candles in it. That was impressive. Yeah. Well, I I mean, it tells tells you a lot about me that 24 candles was not enough for me. (laughs) I was like, if only I, like me, I'm going to be on hoarders one day, but it's going to be like real high-end hoarders shit. And not even like high-end hoarders. Like I'm not... It's just going to be like, look at what, what, so why did you have 57 candles? Like, when were you going to burn all of these? And it's like, (laughs) hey, stop asking questions. Um, So you moved in, was that the end of March? It was, yeah. So you guys moved, you spent most of your adulthood, if not all of your life in LA, right? All of my life, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you decided to go to Portland. Uh, Right off the bat, three things that super surprised you about Portland uh, v. The amount LA. of rain. Everybody told me it rains a lot. And I just kept like rolling my eyes because I was like, we visited so many times. Like I'm prepared. Uh, I'm not prepared. Still not prepared. What, what do you have to be prepared? Day. Well, that's crazy. But what do you have to be prepared for as somebody who also grew up with weather? I mean, I don't know yeah. that I could imagine the amount of rain you have to be prepared for. What does it mean to be prepared for Portland's amount of rain? Well, first having a rain jacket, which I have, but I bought one that was like so super cute, not one that is like super functional. So like the hood <laughs> on it completely covers my face. Okay. I also wear glasses. So like your glasses have like spots on them all the time in the rain, which is so frustrating. Solidarity. So my yep. solution now is to have like a little sleeve to like slide my glasses in because otherwise you're walking around, you have like these spots on your glasses, then you have this hood like obstructing your view. And there's also so many people that ride bikes here. Like this is like a bike riding capital of the world. No, Mm -hmm. not really. That's like Netherlands or something, but there are a lot of bike (laughs) riders here. So it's like, if your vision is obstructed, you're going to get clipped by a bike when you're walking. Mm -hmm. So having a proper raincoat is one, which I still don't have, but I have a little sleeve for my glasses now at least. Okay. Um, 
So that's the one thing that really surprised me is just the amount of rain and the the relentlessness of it. It is like every day being a little bit damp, um, but it's it's getting better. But actually, today is raining again. <laughs> wow. See, well, okay. So a few questions. Do you have rain boots? I do. I actually haven't worn them yet because it's like it hasn't been pouring. It's just right. enough. Do you have like, like a Chelsea rain boot or do you have a tall rain boot? I have like a Chelsea rain boot. And it's still, and you still feel like you can't, cause it gets hot and then your feet get hot. Like that's hard. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't even worn them out yet. I mean, you'll, just you'll be like wearing them come the fall for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. A, yeah. A functional rain jacket is important. There's nothing fun about a non-functional rain jacket it doesn't matter how cute no, it is if it literally doesn't is truly work. insane yeah, well, yeah so it covers your entire face yeah it comes down to like my nose and then it's like this weird balancing act of trying to hold it up to the right point on my head but it's like falling down either direction it's not it's not it but it's there, cute there's something that i think i i don't know if she originated this thought she probably didn't. I think it's probably like a well-known phrase, but Anne Helen Peterson was the first person to say it when I heard it. And it's like, there is no bad weather. There is only bad clothing. Um, and that's, yeah, I like that point. Cause it's like, you can be, you just have to be prepared for various situations, which like makes a lot of sense. Like once I figured out the Chelsea boot thing, I never wore snow boots after that because there was never enough snow in New York that it would actually just like it would just be rare if there was enough snow that a Chelsea boot, boot wouldn't do the job, but the more likely right. it would snow and then it would melt. And so you would just be surrounded by puddles. And I felt like when I figured out the Chelsea boot rainbow rain boot, as opposed to the f- knee high one, which was like very uncomfortable and very sweaty, I was like, okay, I am less apprehensive and less averse to leaving my house in the snow. And it sort of felt kind of powerful in a way, right? But it's I tend to also I'm thinking about my jacket situation. Again, none of this is makes a different LA doesn't require any of this stuff, but in New York like I run really hot, but it would get very cold and I used to have this jacket that was like totally insulated and it would keep you warm in like, you know, negative 3 degrees. But I as a hot body runner did not really need to be that warm. And when I would wear that jacket, it was great for like walking to the subway. But then once I was on the subway, I was literally having a heat stroke. So like that would be me a hundred percent. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot to juggle and yeah, figure out. But I feel I'm very interested in your read on Portland as someone who has had a very consistent like seven days of rain a year for your entire life going to the absolute other end of the spectrum. Do you have a good umbrella? No. Wait. Okay. I don't. <laughs> okay. So you really have not, you're still a little bit in denial is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Well, everybody was like, Oh, you're moving at the perfect time. You're moving at spring, moving into summer. Like that's when the weather is the best, but this has been like the wettest spring on like it's record breaking. I think it's the wettest spring in 81 years for Portland. So we were definitely not prepared. I mean, my husband's fine. He just like throws on a hat and he's good to go. But 
Yeah. I've bought some hats because he's like, the hat is key. It covers the glasses. It keeps your hair dry. I've bought some hats. I'm not convinced I'm a hat person, but I was also in denial about wearing glasses for a long time. And now I'm a glasses person. So I feel like maybe I can work my way into hats. That'll be better. I also run super hot. So like, I don't want a coat. I don't want something heavy. I also, I don't own pants. So that's the thing. Are you just full dress all the time? All the time, dresses all the time. Do you really Since not I was, like, own very pants? Little, I really don't own pants, but I'm gonna get leggings. That's my thing. I'm gonna you don't get even leggings. Ha- you don't even have a pair of leggings. I have a few, not enough, not enough okay. for like winter in Portland. Wow. Okay, so you are gonna become yeah. a hat and pants person. Well, ha- hat maybe. Okay, leggings but pa- yes, pants I don't know. So no jeans. No jeans. Good for you. I like that you are committed to that. (laughs) It's not like a hard stance. I've tried. I just, I don't know. It also became a thing like when I worked for like corporate, like if I ever wore pants, people would be like, oh my God, you're wearing pants. And then it was like a thing. And I was like, I got sick of hearing about it if I did. So then I was like, I just don't need these in my life. I'm a dress person. I like dresses. I'm comfortable in dresses. But yeah, I'm going to be a legging person come winter for sure. And maybe I'll find some pants I like. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say like the winter there must be cold. Yes. So you really have to actually start preparing. I do. Yes. I mean, one day I was supposed to go to a tulip field with my friend. I made a new friend here and she was like, let's go to the tulip field the next day. My husband, Maddie, woke up woke me up immediately and was like, you're not going to the tulip field. Like outside it was like winter wonderland. Everything was white. The sky was white. We have trees lining our driveway. They were covered in snow. Branches broke, blocking our car. And I was actually like, we're oh, trapped. I, re- I, I remember your no stories. no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm like, oh, it's very bad. I am trapped inside. <laughs> I have no pants. <laughs> I don't have booties for my dog's feet. Like, do you what have, are we doing? And then do everybody you have was like, you don't need booties for your dog's feet. It's fine. That's true. Do you own tights? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it all worked out. What? Do you own tights, like stockings? I have two pairs. Okay. So I just want to, like, my interpretation of that story was that, like, and I and I feel you because LA has no weather. I mean, people really, no like, weather. people say it as a joke. There's no weather here. Um, there was a no, thunderstorm. It's warm all of the time. Yeah, it's warm all the time. There was a thunderstorm a few weeks ago, and everyone was talking about it. And my friend was here from out of town because I texted you and I was like, our power, first of all, the LA, Dan likes to say the LA power grid is held together by like scotch tape and a paperclip. And when the oh, wind absolutely. blows, which it does, the power just like goes out. We have like these rolling blackouts constantly, and like nothing is happening yep. outside. So there was a four hour thunderstorm a few weeks ago and my friend had come out uh, from the East coast to visit. And she was like, I feel <laughs> like I'm in an SNL skit because every single person everywhere goes, Oh my God. Like, did you hear the thunder? Did you wake, did it wake you up? Did it wake you up? <laughs> it woke me up. It woke my dog up. Actually. Yeah. I was awake. My husband slept through it, but I was awake. Did you hear it? Like everywhere yeah. we went that day, when we went to get food, when we went to check into her hotel, when we were just chatting up people by the pool, everyone wanted to talk about the thunder. There's just no weather here. So I don't blame you for being like a dress person because you could wear a dress ostensibly literally like 99.5% of the year here. There's like one or two really cold yes. mornings in December where you're like, might be a little chilly, but then it'll warm up. But you need to 
stop being in denial and we have to get you some pants because <laughs> I think you're going to have, I think it's going to, I don't, I don't want you to wait until your legs are cold to buy pants. Okay. So this is what I need. I need your listeners to suggest pants yeah, for let a me, plus size person. I'm a plus size person. Yep. Pants that actually fit and are Great. good, but aren't too hot. Okay. I mean, I, I yeah, know. not hot pants. Like I'm not going to put you in like a fleece. <laughs> there are some people, you know what I mean? There's a spectrum of people. And I know there are some people who like when it gets to be 40 degrees out wear you know, leggings under their jeans. I am not that person. I will actually no. show, I would show my ankles all year round. I don't care how cold it is. It doesn't because I am not my temperature runs so high. It doesn't matter to me. But okay, so I'm going to give you some pants guidance if you want it. We can use this episode to talk yeah. about pants. So do you want <laughs> do you want to say what size you are? or Do you not want to say what size you are? Oh, I'm like a 2022. 20, okay, so I would look at Madewell or Old Navy. Mm-hmm. Old Navy okay. for sure, because Old Navy, like we've said this a million times on the show, but like Old Navy's pants selection are a blessing and a curse because they have about 90,000 different types of pants and the and that's the good thing. And then the bad thing is that they have 90,000 different types of pants. So when you find one, it's very hard to find them again. So you need to be very mm. you have to I this will be the 19th time I give this recommendation. I always take pictures of the tags of my old Navy that's pants smart. that when I go back into the store, I'm like, I want this because I have literally made the mistake of ordering what I thought was the identical pair of jeans. And it comes and I'm like, Nope, these are literally not the same pants. Once you get past that, I think you would really like old Navy jeans and you could try on like a million different sizes and a million different styles. Also their sizes are not consistent across the styles. So that's also annoying. So you have to figure out, you just have it's to figure exhausting. it out. Sometimes I mean, a, the other thing with yeah. pants is you need tops. It's like you need double. Oh, right. You're going to need a shirt. Yeah. Do, do you have any shirts? No. Oh, she, Jesus. Okay. Because I don't have, she have right. She doesn't have any pants. Of course, she doesn't have any shirts. Wow, we're really starting from scratch. I feel like I'm having yeah. my Stacy London moment, and I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> like what not to wear dresses in the winter, and now we're just going to put you in pants. Okay, I think you have to start. I think you're going to have to start with Old Navy and Madewell. Both have good size inclusive options. Uh, sometimes, you know, they don't want to put our sizes in the store. God forbid. All of the time. But I still yeah. like shopping online anyway. That's fun. The pandemic has turned me into someone that's like, why would I go to a store? Why would I leave my house? <laughs> what I under- turned into somebody that like hates them all. And that used to be my hangout spot right. as a teenager. The mall yeah. officially stresses me out. And I'm like, I'm old oh, now. Yeah. I don't want to go to the mall. It's too many people. No. And the smell gives me a headache. And I'm and the lighting. And the lighting is like horrible. Totally. Yeah. So I think jeans though are like that's the place you want to pay. You can get a shirt anywhere. And then once, but once you have a reason to get a shirt, AKA your first pair of jeans, then you can go, you can go, um, top shopping wherever you want. Like target has great tops. Like old Navy. The gap has like a lot of good basics. You can go to Madewell. If you're like into a peasant moment, they certainly are. Uh, (laughs) you can go to, I'm trying to think like where I shop for shirts. Honestly, never. I never really do. Uniqlo has some good stuff, like basics, like basics. And I need like to that. figure out also like my style as a pant wearing person and like the style of tops because there's so many different styles of tops. Yes, and, I just, and that's I why I think know. you have to start with the pants and not try to do too much at once. Once you find a pair of jeans that you really like, 
just buy because you're not going to be wearing jeans unless you absolutely have to. So just buy three pairs, like try in a million, go to Old Navy, try in a million pairs of jeans, buy three of the ones that you like, make sure they are the same, like get, <laughs> have a witness there, <laughs> have someone employed <laughs> by Old Navy confirm these are the same. And if it's like, you know, one, like two, if you think you're going to wear black pants more than you're going to wear just light blue denim, get two black, one light blue denim. If you think it's got opposite, one black, two light blue denim. That's it. All you need are like three pairs. I think even three pairs for you is one pair too many. But because I'm a hoarder, I'm going to say three. Wait, can I tell you this story about my husband? Of course. He has like one pair of pants he wears, like gray denim pants, jeans that he wears. I washed them. He just went on a work trip. I just dropped him off at the airport. I washed them before his trip. And I noticed the crotch is like, like tiny holes. And it's also like that. Like it's fraying. And like, you know, if you are like chub rub kind of girl, you get that and you're like danger zone. I need backups. Like I'm scared to go out in public. I'm going to flash somebody just like one wrong move and it's ripped. That's the only pair of jeans he brought with him. He wore them on the plane. He didn't bring any other pants. You guys I asked are crazy. so many times, do yeah. you want to bring another pair of pants? Should we back pack another pair of pants? You have room in your suitcase for another pair of pants. And he kept being like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. So I'm just waiting for him to text me and be like, my pants ripped. First of all, we let men learn their own lessons. Okay? That's... Yeah, because they don't listen. Because they don't. And it's like, you did what you could. You know, you asked the question. Yeah. You asked, If you asked the question three times, technically under the bridge, the bridge troll has to let you just go with only one pair of pants. Like you did what you had, you did what you had to do. You fulfilled, you know, there, we, you know, you can only lead a horse to the pants store. You can't make them buy I almost more pants them in the suitcase, but he was so adamant about it. Well, I was like, well, now I hope they rip. Oh, I'm with, I understand that. I, Dan, can you hear me talking? Yeah. So like if I were to tell him, he can hear me talking, but it's the same. It's the same. Th- they don't know. You know, they don't know. But I want it's like, look, this is a situation for you, Ashley, where it's like we need to get your oxygen mask on first before you start helping <laughs> others around you. We need to get you into a pair of pants. I don't want you to think about. Also, what I'm seeing for you is sort of the way that I approach what you need Okay, I'm thinking about this in real time. Again, having my Stacey London moment was unprepared for it. What I think you need to figure out is like you're very comfortable in dresses. You know what you like to wear and how you like to wear them. But you understand that where you live now will require you to at some point put pants on and have something to wear that isn't a dress. So what I think you need to do is just start thinking very, very you you don't have to abandon your dress persona, right? We just have to. Oh, I can't. We no, you can't, and we don't want you to. Okay, we do not want you to. <laughs> we just have to adjust, and yeah, we just have to make some adjustments. So what I would say is start with the pants. Go to Old Navy first, only because I think Madewell is great, but Old Navy is much cheaper. So if you can find a pair that you like at Old Navy, just bypass Madewell. Who cares? You don't need. Yeah. If you can find a $35 pair of jeans you like, you don't need a $138 pair of jeans. 
Those... And the Madewell, I'd have to buy online. They wouldn't have my size in No, store. they wouldn't. They literally don't even let us walk in the store, I don't think, anymore. Um, <laughs> they're like, whoa, 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 where are you going? Like, are you whoa, buying whoa, a whoa. present? Did you... Is this for you? Yeah, right. <laughs> I think you've made a wrong turn. Um, <laughs> the uh, Okay, so I would say that. Go into the store. Try, like, grab size 18s, grab size 22s, grab size 20. It is a great... You never know. In some made in some old navy jeans, I am a size twelve. In some old navy jeans, I am a size sixteen. You know, it's a, it's always a surprise every time. And the time when I rebought my favorite jeans, I bought them in the same size. I thought they were the same exact jeans. Could not get them over my legs, and I was like. And then I figured out that's fun. That's such a fun thing women experience. All yeah, of exactly. The time. I love that. It makes me feel really. Uh, at home in my own body. I'll tell you that much. There was a thing I talked about <laughs> really on confident. a really confident, super, really <laughs> not at all, like dysmorphic. Um, uh, there was a conversation we had a few episodes ago and some listeners might remember this, but one of the tricks that I have with old Navy jeans is that regardless of the name, you want to look for the, um, material and you want to look for anything that has between one and 5% spandex or lycra because a hundred percent cotton. No, a hundred percent cotton (laughs) denim has like literally no give. And I'm only telling you this. I'm exactly. I'm only talking to you about this. Like you're five because you've never worn pants. So you wouldn't know. So you want something. I have worn pants in my life. Okay. You don't, don't you don't currently own a pair of pants. Okay. So I feel, I feel okay about mansplaining pants to you. (laughs) Is what I'm saying. Mansplain them. To Mansplain me, them. Yeah. So you want something with a little bit of stretch, um, like especially plus size. The way that I find it is like, I just don't, I just don't like wearing like denim with no give. I find that absolutely. Oh, like, nothing would scare me off pants more than putting on a pair of pants that has no give at all. Right. I'd be like, well, I'm done. So literally grab every size, every style, but just make sure when you're grabbing, the most important thing to look for is in that on that inner tag. It's like 95% cotton or 99% cotton. Either way, it's fine. As long as it doesn't say 100% cotton. If you want okay. 100% cotton denim, then size up like three sizes. Um, I don't want that. I don't want that in my life. I don't want to have to sit. Yes. No, totally. So what I'm seeing for you is like you will only really wear pants like a, a maybe once or twice a week, maybe if in a certain season. So you're not, we're not revamping your entire wardrobe. You need three pairs of jeans that are probably the the same. And then you need like some t-shirts and then you need like two sweaters that you like. And you, you want to make a bunch of sweaters. Perfect. Like cardigans though. Yeah. yeah. You wear sweaters with jeans because it goes on the top. I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I'm teaching. I'm like, it goes on the top. It goes on the top. Um, uh, but what you want is a uniform. You got to just put a uniform together. So find like one full body outfit that you like and then buy it three times and then you're done and, and that's it. And when you can't wear a dress, you know that this is where you have to go. Um, this is smart. This is helping me. I should do this now before I need to. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, it's July. It's after the 4th of July, which means we have like three weeks left of summer clothing in stores. And then by like August 5th, they're going to start pushing fall stuff on us. Yeah. And, you know, in L.A., fall doesn't truly come until like December 1st. So it makes me so sad 
to not be able to find a sweater or not to be able to wear a sweater until like Christmas, but whatever. You live in Portland now. Oh my gosh. Oh, is that Mia? We're getting a delivery and Mia's not a fan. <laughs> Mia is coming. <laughs> working the door at your house. I'm going to grab her. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Mia, it's okay. They're gone. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. Dogs, man. Dogs are so great and also dumb. <laughs> we now have a bay window, and so she can see people at the front door, and it makes her livid. Yeah, uh, it's the same for Lottie. I would think that would make her a little bit more used to it, but sometime every time is like the first time. So no, that's that. Absolutely not. Not on her watch. Do you, when you imagine yourself wearing jeans, can you see it? <laughs> I, I don't. I can't conjure right. up a vision of myself in jeans that I like. So I guess the other option is couldn't you winterfy some of your dresses? Oh, yeah. I'm going to get, I, ha- well, I have some leggings. I'm going to invest in more and okay. tights. Okay. Yeah. And maybe, maybe like a, a long sleeve underneath yeah. a summery dress. Yeah. The other yeah. thing too is that jeans can be tailored. Um and I, I know I know and I saw your reel the other day about getting dresses tailored and it made me realize like even though I have preached this before sometimes I don't practice what I preach. You can literally tailor anything. Oh yeah. So jeans are part of that. So if you find that something like fits right in the legs but not in the waist, you can get that like nipped in. And especially if you're only paying like between 30 and $50 for the pair of jeans, then it does make the cost make more sense if you have to pay another $30 to get them taken in. And that's like a pair of jeans you actually want to wear. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is good. Because yeah, I do get like, most of my dresses tailored, but I don't know if I would have thought that for jeans, because I just feel like, well, they don't fit. Yeah, I think most people don't think that for jeans, but literally like, you know, it's, it's tailoring is one of those jobs where I'm like, you know, it's not my job to ask questions. Like that's your, you know what you're doing. I'm going to let you just like st- sit here and put measuring tape all over me and like pin and tuck and whatever. And like, that's it. You, it's like, yeah. it's not my job to say, oh, I don't think that this is possible. You know, it's not my job. It's not my job. I'm just here to give you money. Just do what you got to do. Uh, but yeah, yeah, if you, if you can get a dress tailored, you can get a pair of jeans tailored. I mean, like, you know, the only rule being like always size up if you're going to get something tailored because it's easier to take in than to let out. Oh yeah. Especially pants. Sure. Right. So you don't have an umbrella. Okay. We're going to have to give you, get you like a starter pack for places with weather. Um, yeah. There, you have to have an umbrella. You also have to have a backup umbrella. And because you will leave your umbrella somewhere or someone will take it. Um, I would, yeah. Umbrella thief. Right. I would, I would honestly, because if you have a small black umbrella, like who doesn't, you know? So, but if you have a really nice, like fun umbrella, someone will take that too. So you got to get some moderately in the middle umbrella that is neither ubiquitous nor appealing to anybody else in order to make sure that no one steals it because you could be walking down the street and it's raining and you're gonna go into the bookstore and they have like an umbrella thing and everyone's putting their umbrellas in the thing and someone could just take yours and leave and then what happens is either you follow the pattern you're like well i'm just gonna take someone else's umbrella and leave or (laughs) you leave without an umbrella and both of those options are not like the best so either i don't know use a label maker 
or I'm just like, you know, these are things that I didn't do, but I've also probably bought like 27 umbrellas in my lifetime, you know? Wow, really? Yeah. Because, you know, you always have to check the weather before you leave the house. You always have to, I mean, especially in New York where you're walking everywhere. Um, That's so, another thing I have to get used to. I never really checked the weather in LA and I'll look outside you? now and it's, it looks like pretty nice. And I'm like, cool. And then all of a sudden it's raining and I'm like, what the hell is going on? You have to be prepared for weather. You yeah. do have to start checking the weather. It, it's every yeah. time I check, I check the weather so often in New York that I still check it in LA because it's like a out of habit. But every day it's like, it's 72 degrees and sunny. And I'm like, yeah, I knew that. I knew that yeah. they were going to say that. Um, but you got to know because you don't, because that's when the umbrella money starts pouring out. Is like, money. oh my God, it wasn't supposed to rain. And then someone's like, actually did say that it might rain at 3 p.m. So you want one in the back of your car at all times. And then you want one in your house or like in your bag. And there are some really good ones, but I've spent a lot of money on really shitty, cheap ones uh, in my lifetime. And I regret that if I had only been a little bit more prepared. Okay, we got to get you an umbrella. How's driving in the rain? I don't love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many stereotypes about people driving in LA in the rain and nobody knows how to drive and once it's raining. It's better here because obviously like people that live here know how to drive in it. And yeah. also, isn't there something where it's like the roads are slick with the first rain? So in LA, it's bad when it rains because it like never rains. Here right. it always rains. So you don't have that factor. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't love it. I, I always feel like my view is obstructed. I wish there were like windshield wipers on every single window. Interesting. Okay. Do you have them on your back window? Oh, yes. Okay. On the back well, and the front, but even on the side. I wish they were everywhere. I wish they were constantly being wiped down everywhere. Interesting. Okay. So that really, it freaks you out a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I, I'm, yeah, when it rains here, I don't drive because I know how to drive in the rain. And no one else does. You would think that it was like, every time I drive in the rain here, I'm like, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> people are, I mean, go, people are, are still wild. driving as aggressive as they drive when it's not raining and it's like, bro, maybe it's, chill out. It's either that or they're going like three miles an hour and you're also like, okay, you don't need to be going this slowly. You're fine. Um, There's no in between. <laughs> right. Uh, and when it snowed, you freaked because the branches fell. Snow mm-hmm. does weigh down branches. I'm going to let you know you might see that again. So what did yeah, you end got, up? We got loppers. What is that? Just you know what loppers are. I mean, I think it's so. just like giant shears. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a bunch of people were like, "Oh, you need loppers." So we went to Home Depot. We got Home Depot credit card, oh, uh, wow. which every homeowner seems to get. That's so um, funny. Is that true? Oh yeah, I had so many messages like, "You gotta get a Home Depot credit card." Like, tell oh, me, you're gonna keep going. Tell me a little about that. What are the benefits of a Home Depot credit card? Because I've never owned, so I oh, I don't know. I'm. <laughs> I mean, is it, it. I don't know. is it points? Is it money? Is it a discount? You. I okay. just have one now. All right. We'll go check and report back because um, I'm interested. That's so funny. Yeah. You don't know. Uh, okay. So you got your loppers. I do imagine there is a little bit of like I'm laughing at you because, yeah, like it snows and then the branches you know, fall sometimes, but I also okay, realized well, I was not prepared for snow. Literally no right. one was prepared for snow. Everybody in Portland was like, Whoa, what is going on? It's like right. April and it's snowing. Right. And also when you're a homeowner, it's your problem. Like I've never lived in a oh, place yeah. where like 
I've had to do anything. And that's the trade-off for truly not owning, having anything to my name. Um, but, but, you know, in New York, like in New York, like the landlord or like the super has to shovel the walk outside the store or the apartment. Like it's like illegal if you just leave it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I'm sure that was a little bit of a shock for you guys to be like, not only is it snowing, not only these branches falling, but like, there's no one to call. Who would we call? Who would we call? Yeah. And it's like, you call yourself. That's, that's been the biggest thing with homeownership and moving somewhere where there's a yard. I was like, oh, we're going to hire a gardener and they're going to come do everything. And then people were like, oh no, gardeners like mow the lawn. And that's pretty much it. Like you're in charge of like pruning things back and all of that. And I was like, excuse me, what? Right. I don't even know what those things are back there. Yeah. What is pruning? Now I'm exactly. in charge. <laughs> yeah. Now you are the gardener. Yeah, I like things pop up. I'm like, is this a weed or is this a plant? Do I need to be pulling this out? Does this belong here? I don't know what's going on. Back how there. are you? How are you determining the answer to these questions? Well, with iPhones now, they have that like lookup thing. It's like I think they they must have bought out another app or something, and it tells you what the plant is. So I'm just taking pictures of everything back there and kind of honestly just ignoring a lot of it. Bamboo sprouted up out of nowhere and wow. it's very tall now, and I'm like. Okay, guess we have bamboo back here now. Wow. Yeah. Bamboo in Portland. Interesting. Is it our neighbors on the other side of the fence have it? So I was like, does bamboo have like seeds and some flew over? Because it's just like five stalks, but they're taller than our house now. That that probably they were not there before. Is what happened. We had neighbors who had like a beautiful garden in the courtyard that we that our apartment backed into, um, in Brooklyn. And we had a bunch of planters out on our fire escape where there was no actual escape. It was like a balcony. That's like actually a fire escape, but like, there's no way down. So they were like, you have outdoor space. And we were like, actually we have a death trap, but it was fine. (laughs) And we didn't die. Um, but we, we had a bunch of like just empty, pots with just some soil in them and what happened one winter was the squirrels would dig up the bulbs Mm. in our neighbor's garden and then come bury them in our pots and so one spring we just had this beautiful albeit sort of a copycat garden of one of our neighbors and we were sort of panicked because it honestly looked like we like just stole their (laughs) either aesthetic the squirrels were like you know what if you're not gonna do anything i'm gonna do it for they were like i know you're not paying but you know we can't we can't let this fire escape look like this um yeah so it was funny but yeah i guess that's like a thing so it's it's probable that either they just kind of got over onto your property or there was an animal doing some you know there are a landscaping. lot of squirrels here it's probably that squirrels. but yeah. i didn't know it grew so that fast me neither all of a sudden i was like telling my husband i'm like what is this what's happening back right because it came out of nowhere that's kind of the theme here everything comes out of nowhere like i thought one thing was like a dead bush it looked like a tumbleweed and i was like i guess we need to like uproot this and right. throw it out and right. we just didn't because we didn't have the tools to do it and now it's like a full bush it's very green and lush and there are like bumblebees in it and I'm like oh I guess it's like dormant in winter and no idea right yeah everything is not everything is on purpose and whether that benefits you or is to your detriment it's like fun surprise <laughs> every day to figure that out um yeah. 
So one of the reasons I was excited, obviously, to have you on the show was that you have been documenting the process of putting together a house um, to your liking. And I admire you because you seem to have a ton of patience, whereas I would just be like, (laughs) put in whatever, like just as fast as possible. I don't want to whenever I have moved to a new place. Um, whether it was like down the street, which I did a bunch in Brooklyn or across the country, like I unpack in three days, everything is unpacked in three days because my anxiety comes out. If I can't, I like, I need to be able to know where everything is. I like everything to have a spot. And that also comes, uh, it also shows itself in a like, well, what couches, what couch could you get to my house tomorrow? This one? Okay. It's not my favorite, but if it's here tomorrow, we will buy it. I've never really said, I want this specific thing and nothing else will do. And I will wait. That's just not for furniture for (laughs) that's just not, I can't do it. Dan's a little bit better about being like, I want something specific and I'll wait, but I can't do it. And I have noticed from your stories that you have been waiting on lots of different things because you want to kind of do it once and you want to do it right. But you have been on a wallpaper journey and I'm, you did your entire, was it your front room or the front entryway? And yeah, I did the entryway and I did the dining room. In Gucci wallpaper? I didn't do it. I hired people to do yes. it. Yes. Yeah. We're going to just, yeah. we're going to discuss in that Gucci wallpaper. I did the entryway in the Gucci wallpaper and then I did our dining room. It's called, I think it's called House of Hackney. Okay. I believe. Okay, so I yeah. want to I want you to tell us about the Gucci wallpaper because just saying the words Gucci wallpaper, I feel like if you can't get a visual of it, you're like, "Oh my god, who is this tacky bitch putting Gucci wallpaper?" <laughs> like I'm thinking like someone out there is thinking like, "Does it have the Gucci logo on it?" and her whole entire like house is in the Gucci logo, but it's beautiful. It's like red floral really really pretty. So I didn't know Gucci made that tacky with of Gucci. Of course you, you can. can. Of course you can, but you didn't. So tell us about how you found this wallpaper. So once we saw this house before we, well, we put in an offer right away, but before we knew we got it or anything, I started ordering wallpaper samples. I was like, this house is just begging to be wallpapered. Sure. It's a house that was built in 1895. It's an old Victorian home. And I just feel like wallpaper really fits the style of the home. And it's also something I've never done because I've always rented. So I started ordering samples right away from like every brand out there. I have so many wallpaper samples and with all my Googling and all my looking for wallpaper, I stumbled upon Gucci wallpaper. Did not know they had wallpaper, but once I saw it, I was like, well, that's it. That's the one. That's it. Nothing else will do. Um, But they do not sell samples. Gucci does not sell samples of their wallpaper. Interesting. I like customer service chatted with them. I emailed them. I called the store like, Hey, what if I wanted to like, you know, color match the wallpaper? I can't do that. Like I can't get a sample and make sure. And they were like, no, but they have the samples in the store. So the day before we drove up to Portland, after we got our house and everything, I went with my best friend to the Gucci store. They have like a flip book. Saw it was like, yep, as good as I imagined. And then uh, then I just had to find somebody to wallpaper, but I knew that 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 was a wallpaper for the entryway. Like there was no other wallpaper that could could top it in my mind. So I'm looking at. Do you have? Do you remember the the name of the wallpaper off the top of your head? No. Okay. 
did I, did I prepare for this? No. no. Okay, well, you'll send it to me so I can it's include a picture. It's botanical one. There are like a it's, thousand I, botanical ones. But is it red? It's red. Okay, well. And it, it also comes in black and it comes in green. It does not have, it does not have the Gucci logo. I just want people to understand. No. That Gucci has all of these really loud beautiful wallpapers. Of course, I didn't know about it because I'm not spending much time in Gucci, around Gucci, surrounded by Gucci. But these are, there is like, it's funny, like there's some beautiful, like, um, not, I wouldn't even say subtle, but just like really understated, gorgeous wallpaper here. And then there's also like throw pillows that have huge faces of tigers on them and the words Gucciification. So it's like, you can really, you can kind of travel in both ends of tacky um, if oh, you're shopping yeah. at Gucci. So I have a few questions. I would not have gone into the store. That would have scared me. What was that experience like? It was the day before I left LA. The last day I was hanging out with my best friend, who's been my best friend since we were 14. And we were both in denial about me leaving, not mentioning it, not talking about it. We hang out like once a week. Um, so we were kind of on this like frantic high, like we parked the car in a 15 minute spot. We ran into Gucci. We were like, where's the wallpaper? They were, were like, you upstairs. in Beverly we Hills? Is that where it is? Uh huh. Okay. Rodeo. Yep. Mm, wow. Um, everybody's dressed immaculately in Gucci. That we're Obviously. Today, you know? Everybody's super fancy. I'm in like a linen dress. Did um, you, now, did you right plan your stairs. outfit? Did you plan your outfit? Were you like, this is what I'm wearing to Gucci? No. Okay. It was the day I'm just saying we this isn't leaving. this isn't how my mind works. I'm just curious. I w- that's why I wouldn't have gone oh, no, in because no. I would have been afraid that they would be like leave <laughs> leave my store. Okay, so it was the day before you Listen, left. You I didn't no fucks given. I okay. wouldn't have gone alone. I was on a high because I was I was like empowered or like you know feeling good because I was with my best friend and I was like we gotta go. I have to look at it before I spend like yeah all that makes of this sense. money like blind sure. by Gucci. I have to make sure it like is what I think it is. I just have to see it. And I like I'm the kind of kind of person like once I have my mindset on something unless it's wildly different in person like as soon as I see it I'm good like I know that that's it so I just needed to see it to confirm what I had like built up in my mind um, so yeah we just ran in ran upstairs I was like where's the Gucci wallpaper this is the wallpaper I'm looking for they brought out the book I flipped through it took a picture of it I was like this is fabulous we like looked around and we're like this is fabulous took a bunch of pictures in the store. Like they have like a whole mirrored staircase going up, like took selfies with my friend there and then like ran to the car and went to our next destination. Okay. I think I found the one that you have. It's the herbarium. Yes. 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 That's okay. It. I found it. Beautiful. Very, again, understated. Probably the most understated one. There's some with like big tigers. Also, the cheapest one. It looks like it. It's about $300 for what? A, what do they measure out? A roll. Okay, I don't know I don't, how long it is. Right. Okay. I needed five rolls. So you got it. To do the math. You loved it. Um, expensive. How much does it cost? Okay. Cause if you're, so I would never put wallpaper on a wall by myself. There are some people who have that talent. I'm not one of them, but how much does it cost to hire someone to put wallpaper on? And do you need to buy any extra to have room for mistakes? Or are you like, this is what we have. Don't fuck it up. So they come and they measure and they tell you how much to order based on how large the roll is, because I think every company can set, you know, decide how much wallpaper they're giving you for the price. Yeah. So 
I had somebody come out. I, I tried contacting so many people for wallpaper. Everybody was booked out. I couldn't get in touch with somebody. I finally got in touch with one guy. Then he fell and broke his hand. <gasps> and I had to find another person. Oh they God. came out. They measured. I was like, yep, I want to do the ceiling. I want to do this entryway. They were like, okay, we've done this wallpaper before. They were like familiar with it. They were like, excellent choice. That's fun. So it's feeling very good. validating. It's so it's very good for like an entryway. It's like very durable. Yeah. Um, so they were like, yeah, you need five rolls. We'll book you out two months from now. So two months from then they came and they did it. In that time, I found wallpaper for the dining room and they were able to do that one first because not everybody does ceilings when they're wallpapering. So I had to wait for the one guy in the company who did ceilings, who was like a very old man. Um, and then at the end was like, you know, I'm going to stop doing ceilings. And I was like, well, I'm glad today was not the day. <laughs> He's like, you've officially turned me off from wallpapering ceilings forever. He's he like, like, I'm yeah, retiring. I'm, I'm going to refuse to do this one day. What <laughs> makes like, oh, doing a so ceiling so difficult? Did he give you any sort of background on the ceiling well, technique? One, it just, it, it probably just sucks like looking up, right? And doing it. Sure. Um, and then you have to match it up on all of the sides, which seems like a huge pain in the ass. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, that's I part- gave him space. I was like, you uh, Yeah, exactly. I would have just said, like, here. that's sort of the job. Like, yeah, it sucks to look yeah. up and match the sides, but you're in the fucking wallpapering business. <laughs> That is, you kind of knew what the name of the game was. I love that they're like, we, we're a wallpapering business. We're very professional. There is only one man who can do the <laughs> ceiling and he's old and he will threaten to retire while he's in your house doing this wallpaper. And you're like, that's great. That's mm-hmm. fine. Can I ask how much it costs um, to do just one room? Yeah. So the entryway was 1100 Ooh. and the, which is smaller and yeah. the dining room, which is larger, was 900 but they didn't do the ceiling. Got it. Okay. Did and you... for reference, the entryway needed five rolls, and the dining room needed 10, but then she only used nine. And I was like, cool, I bought this extra one for no reason, I guess. Do you have any leftover? Yeah, I have a whole roll of the dining room wallpaper left over, and I have just like snippets of the Gucci one left over. You should try selling the snippets on eBay because if they don't do samples, you could make a you can make a couple bucks. Well, he told me he was like, "You guard this and you put this somewhere where it won't get damaged because It'll you'll be never worth find one that is the exact dive." lot match even if you buy another roll it'll look different oh wow and he was like so you keep this and he was like make sure it's somewhere where it's like won't get damaged and he's like hopefully you never need it but as soon as you get rid of it you'll need it wait but so if you had to buy five rolls then wouldn't all five of them be different dye lots i think they they ship them out even when i went to the gucci store he was like order all that you need at the same time so it comes from the same dye lot (gasps) Oh my gosh. See, these are things I would never have thought about. This is why I don't DIY. Yeah. But I, this also makes I, so much I, sense. I was, there was no way I was going to put it on myself. Like a tailor for jeans, like someone whose professional job it is to put wallpaper on a wall. It's like, don't ask questions. It's like, you know, you, like he knows about the dye lots. I'm just here to be like, what do you need? How much will this cost? Please do the work. I'm jealous of people who are like, oh, I DIY'd my entire home. But also at some point you have to understand it's like, if that's not who you are, it's not who you're going to be like you want to you want to like repaint a side table 
let's start there. You want to like change mm-hmm. out a lamp shade or a lighting fixture? Start there. I think so many people make this mistake of like, the wallpaper was already so expensive. I'm just going to put it on the wall myself. No. I was like, the wallpaper is so expensive. I'm not going to fuck it up by attempting to do it yeah. myself and then needing to buy more. I was like, I'm paying a professional. She was like $1,100. I was like, cool. Yeah, I think well, at that point. I've talked to so many people. No one will do it. Cool. Let's right. go. Yeah, name your price. Two months from now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Did you write any messages on the wall before you wallpapered up? your house no i didn't even think to do that oh my god are you gonna wallpaper (laughs) any more rooms in your house no okay so our home is very old and the walls are not what walls are made of today like now walls are very smooth our when our home was built they used i think it's plastic i don't know i've talked about it before with people and they've told me what it's actually made of and i don't remember but they're very um wonky they're not smooth so I picked the rooms that had the smoothest walls okay the other rooms have like really wonky walls and I think you'd just see it a lot in the or wallpaper. you'd have to pay for it to be like sanded down and or like re that's just too much yeah I mean we got all of the rooms painted and like fixed up before we moved in and in one of the rooms you can actually press on the wall because but all of the painters that came and gave me quotes were like, this is probably wallpaper that's like very, very old. That's been painted over. That's coming off the wall. And they were like, we can take it back. But once you take it back, if you expose something, then we need to deal with whatever's been exposed. So we could paint over it or we could open up the walls. And I was like, let's keep the secrets in the walls. Yeah, that's where I, I would be like, right. Because you know it's going to open up and you're like, um, this is going to cost you. Yeah, one of the painter companies was like, are you an heiress? Do you have a bunch of saved money? And I was like, no. And they were like, keep the walls closed. I would recommend painting over it and we'll keep it in there. And I was like, that sounds great. Wow. Okay. Well, I like like an honest company that's not like, yeah, do it. You should totally do it. I like that they're like, just don't. Well, I really would love you to put a message somewhere if you have other projects that you're doing in the house that are going to cover up ex- existing things. Because I will always that click. That is a good idea. We do have aspirations of doing some kind of stuff, not yeah. ourselves, but you know, down the road. Like we only have one bathroom. We would love to put in another bathroom Perfect. one day. And like if we ever do, I think it would be cute to like I always hide things in the walls or love something. Love those stories. Like, um, mm-hmm. There was a story on BuzzFeed a while back because there's always a story on BuzzFeed about this, but about the family, a family who was like renovating their house and found like a letter in their bathroom, like, uh, but in their shower walls after they knocked everything down that was like, wow, you really hated our renovation this much? Like what was wrong with it? What did, yeah, it's really cute. Um, and then from a more personal note, my, when my grandparents uh, died, um, neighbors who lived a few houses down. So they, ha- my grandparents had six kids and this family that had five, ki- has five kids 
and was living in a house where like three of the kids were sharing a bedroom, moved into my grandparents, bought my grandparents' house, moved in because it's big enough for that many children. And they did a lot of work um, on the house. I went to I went to visit it recently uh last time i went home and it's beautiful and like i loved hearing the stories and they turned the very scary basement into like a place where you could actually go and like sit down and watch tv that's important but there was they uh the father um the man of the house told me this story about how he's very he's so he's very good friends with my uncles both of whom live in the same town um and they told he told me this story about how when they were redoing the basement in one of the vents they found like a band t-shirt from the 70s that was like clearly belonged to like someone my mom or one of her siblings and so he called up my uncle who he's friends with and he's like we found this shirt you know is this one of yours and my uncle was like oh my gosh like this shirt caused so many problems like i accused jim of stealing it and then ruining it and like no one ever saw it again like he's he's like i told i t- thought my little brother like took the shirt like something happened to it he like you know discarded the body and it was in the vent the entire time like it must have like popped up during like a doing laundry and like no one ever found it. So that's incredible. I love stuff like that, but you should just purposely hide some shit and some letters. Cause I would, if I bought a house and there was like stuff like that around, I would be so delighted. Yeah. The, actually the painters that came, they were like, Oh, this house was built in 1895. Like they used to use newspaper in the walls. So if you ever did do something, you would find like old newspapers from wow. like 1895. <gasps> so I'm hoping when we eventually do some projects, we find some stuff like that because I would love that. That's so fun. So yeah, what? he said that he has a stack of them from like houses he's worked on and stuff Imagine. at his house and that they're only 15 houses in this neighborhood that were built that long ago. They were like historic old homes and we have one of them. So there's wow. something in these walls, oh, but wow. I'm not ready to discover it yet. Okay. Well, as long as it's not a body, I feel good about it. Yeah, um, really. <laughs> so what is the next thing that you are either on the hunt for or that you're waiting for and where did you get it and how did you find it? So my process, if I, I mean, I, post interiors on my Instagram and stuff. I follow a lot of interior accounts and interior designers. So I like save stuff. So some things I knew I wanted and some things I knew I needed to find. And also every time I move, I feel like my style kind of changes because I decorate a home based on the home's character. Yes. More than like your own personal, you know, like I, I love a, a bohemian moment, you know, like boho decor, but I'm not going to put that in this historic home. Well, that's why um, I was so, so surprised home. when you were selling all of your stuff. You were selling so much beautiful furniture. And I was like, in my in my head, I was like, oh my God, why isn't she just taking this with her and then selling it as she replaces it? But you were like, I had a Spanish style home in LA mm-hmm. and we're moving into a Victorian and I'm not going to like force a Spanish style into a Victorian home. And I was like, these are not even things that I would think about. Okay. So, so you really moved with like not a ton of furniture. I know that you didn't have a bed for a no. while. And and the things that I kept, I'm like, I've realized don't really work. Like I kept our bed frame because I really loved our bed frame, but our bedroom at our old place got all this really beautiful light and like really highlighted the bed frame and it looked so good. And our bedroom here gets like not very much light at all. And it's also a much darker room. So now I want like a lighter bed frame to bring in light. Sure. So yeah, all the pieces that I kept, 
I'm going to actually replace. I don't even think I'll keep any of the major furniture pieces as I'm like looking around at things now. Um, But also like moving from LA to Portland, it was like, it's more expensive the more things you bring. So it was like, I could have brought some things to work in the interim until I found the perfect thing. But I was like, well, am I going to spend thousands of dollars to bring this stuff that I know is not right? Right. So for the first like month, we sat on um, chairs from not Home Depot, from REI, like camping chairs. Yep. We didn't have any chairs. Um, when our furniture did come, we didn't have like a spot for the TV. So our TV is still on a Home Depot folding table still to this day. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a process, but I feel like each home is so specific. And the things I bought for that home, I, the things I bought for our home in LA for the Spanish style home were pieces that I was more intentional with. And I was thinking I would keep them. I didn't ever think we'd buy a historic home. That's this old, you know, like the media console I bought for our last apartment was so beautiful, but also so huge. It was like very long. And it was this antique piece. And I was like, this is beautiful. I'm going to have this forever. Then we moved to a home where they like did not have media consoles or media of any kind, you know, so it it just didn't fit. I have to connect you with one of uh, the G thanks listeners, Kate, who also just bought a Victorian home on the East coast and is like documenting that process. And you guys would have a lot to chat about. Um, It's just, yeah, every, everything's just like weird and like, you know, made sense 150 years ago, but doesn't really make a ton of sense today. Um, And you want to preserve like the history. Our primary bedroom. Yeah. That's crazy. What, what, where would they have put their clothes? So there are two bedrooms. The smaller one has a closet. But I think, you know, back in 1895, you had what? Like two petticoats and you were like, I'm good, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean, I th- I feel like, <laughs> I mean, maybe, but also like, but okay, but where the petticoats go? I guess in that one closet. I don't know. Or maybe it's... they probably had like an armoire or something that oh, is right. long gone by they now. They had an armoire. Okay. Yeah. yeah see, I just can't even so now so what is the facebook marketplace um sort of vibe in portland are you get i know that i know that you had a crazy story about stools or chairs oh yeah um so i i've wanted these chairs for a very long time they're from blue dot Mm -hmm. um and they are like neon yellow and (laughs) as i'm talking about like bringing in pieces for our Victorian home. Every Victorian home had neon yellow chairs. Okay. Neon yellow chairs. Every Victorian home. Exactly. Um, my, my vision for our home is mixing like modern with very traditional in each room. So these chairs are definitely modern and they're just like neon yellow chairs. They make me happy. The weather here is kind of gloomy. So I was like, these will make me happy and they're bright. Um, so, yeah, I placed my order for them. It was like one of the first things I like distinctly decided I was getting for the house, placed my order. And then they emailed me and we're like, oh, we have two of them in stock. And the other four that you ordered won't be available until the end of the year. And I had a total meltdown because I was like, we're still sitting in our REI chairs. And I was like, I finally decided on these chairs and now they're not in stock. And right. I, you know, this is right. my first major meltdown in the house. Not my last, but my first. Um, <laughs> yep. And then somebody who follows me messaged me and, and was like, so 
somebody selling four of these chairs in Boise, Idaho. And then I look and Boise, Idaho is like six hour drive from Portland. Okay. So I think my husband was out like just running an errand or something. So while he was gone, I like took a shower and I'm like, Oh, that's too far away. We're not going to do that. And we had just moved in. Um, and then I was like, well, maybe we should do that. So by the time I got out of the shower, I was like, Oh, we're doing it. We're going to drive there. Like this is happening. So I messaged the people selling them and I was like, I want them. And they were like, okay, cool. They're yours. Um, so I'm like, let me pay you. Like we're getting them. And then my husband gets home and I'm like, we're going to drive to Boise, Idaho and get these chairs. And to my complete shock, he was like totally on board for it. Wow. So I was like, okay. And it was right after it had snowed here. Then people are messaging me like, Hey, since you have not driven around here much, like you want to check these websites, you want to check the route because driving from Portland to Boise, like it recently snowed, like, are you equipped to like drive in this? And I'm like, no, yeah, absolutely well, at least, not. I at least no you're being honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But See, then, I would have, I would have been like, yes, but like, Oh no, I, was I like, would not have I, been able to. I don't know what this means. I was like, do I need yeah. chains for my tires? Like, right. I don't know. Right. Um, so then I get a message from another person who follows me and they're like, I live in Boise and I'm moving to Portland. I can pick up the chairs and bring them, which is like the nicest thing ever. That's so, so nice. She offers that. And I'm like, are you sure? It's the first message she's ever sent me. And I'm like, that seems like you're really going out of your way. And I don't want to put, you know, more pressure on you. You're already moving to a new city. And she's like, Oh, we have the space. Like I don't mind at all. And then, so I give her the address of the place. It's like five minutes from her house. She goes, she picks up the chairs. And then like later that month when she moves, she brings <gasps> chairs. We drive over to her like five minutes Shut from our place up. to pick up the chairs. And now we have the chairs. That is so crazy. It's crazy. And it's so nice. Just That's so such a nice thing. Can I yeah, ask how much the chairs? Like, I'm going there. How much would have the cha- would the chairs have run you new versus how much did you pay for them secondhand? They were like, I think my whole order was like thirty five hundred dollars, and I Ashley. did get two from them new. Um, and then the four, I wanted six total, and then the four that I got secondhand were two hundred each, so eight hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. It's never even occurred to me to open up the radius of Facebook Marketplace while looking for things, even in LA. I've opened it up more, but I actually, I've never purchased anything from Facebook Marketplace. Um, I've attempted to, yeah. but I've opened it up more. Like I've opened it up, we're three hours south of Seattle. So I've opened it up to like even Seattle. I'm like sure. that's doable. That's like driving to like San Diego. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Right. You do have to sort of like yeah. reimagine what space and time looks like on different coasts. Cause like six oh, yeah. hours from Portland to Boise, Idaho, like makes sense to me. But if you were like, oh, it's six hours from New York, you're talking like Maine. And you would never just like get in your car and drive to Maine. That's how I feel anyway. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it like, oh, it's like going from LA to San Francisco, which I've done tons of times. I can do that. But then when people were messaging me like, oh, it recently snowed and there could be road closures and like all of these things, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. I've never considered this because I've always done my like road trips have been pretty much just 
in, in California. Yeah, which is like great weather, great conditions, great views for sure. Yeah. We uh, similarly we we um went the uh, first summer of the pandemic 2020. Our friends have a house in Santa Fe and they were like like get an Airbnb near us and then we can hang out outside the whole time and like it would be very easy. We're like great. So we rent the Airbnb and then we think to check Okay, how far is San? We thought Santa Fe was like maybe six and a half hour drive. It's like seventeen hours in the car, and so we yeah. we did it, and we did it last summer too. And it's become our new thing. We drive to Santa Fe. Um, do you do it in a- one shot, or do you break it up? We do it in one shot. Um, Dan and I switch three hours on, three hours off usually, and then we will the other one will sleep in the car while the other one drives, and we leave like pretty early in the morning. the the more The most boring thing about that drive or like any long drive is the going straight for hours and hours and hours and hours. Oh, yeah, that just like I would rather like have a million directions, get off at this exit, turn right, do a u turn, you know, do a donut in the parking lot. But like every time you drive <laughs> anywhere on the West Coast, it's like, okay, you're going straight for two hundred and ninety seven miles. like we'll We'll see you there. And it's like, oh my God, that's mm-hmm. boring as hell. But- it's boring. And that's also when you start to speed. And I feel like that's when like road rage sets in and stuff too. I'm also from LA. So I have a little bit of road rage. I'm trying well, to squash I have it. New but York um, yeah, I, I feel like that's when you get into like speeding territory, which is scary because there's like so many cops when it's just that like straight path when you're just right. going down the five or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also, I don't know, I drove to Vegas recently and it's like three and a half hours and like you will look down at the, and you're driving in traffic. So it doesn't really seem that weird. But then you'll look down at the speedometer and you're like, oh my God, I'm going 97 miles an hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and also because everything around you is ev- too. Everyone around you is going so fast, but also you are literally like looking on the vast horizon of earth and it doesn't <laughs> like everything looks exactly the same. So you, you have no sort of uh, like there's nothing in your brain that's like, whoa, I'm passing this thing really fast because that same fucking mountain has been in the <laughs> distance for like six hours. Like you really have no, it's very disorienting. Um, yeah, I hate that drive. I hated that drive. I'm going to continue to do it. Cause I, you know, I will continue to go to Vegas. Um, because I am a 97 year old woman, like chain smoker in my, it deep Did down you in my sit soul. There and play play the slot machine. Yeah, obviously. I not you know what? I do pretty good. No, I mean I don't go like alone. We haven't hit that part yet, but I go with friends and <laughs> we like, play Peace the, out, damn. Go yeah, I'm like the, well he hates machine. He literally hates Vegas. So it's a place I have to go with my friends. Like he would rather do a lot of things other than go to Vegas. But I I just think it's really I love opulence and the thing is it's like i'm afraid of the mall now like i will not go to the mall but like vegas is fine and vegas is like a mall on drugs so i have a, i have some things i have to deal with in therapy um <laughs> ashley i'm really excited for you i'm excited for you to buy some pants i'm excited for you to buy an umbrella <laughs> and i'm gonna send you a link to a very good umbrella um okay good and i, I want you to it. just buy two of them and i want you to put your i want you to pull a label on it or like differentiate it <laughs> And make sure no one steals it. I thought you meant like Ashley Cosmer's umbrella. Yes, I do mean that because I want, (laughs) I don't want someone at the bookstore to pick it up and open it and then leave with your umbrella. And it's so funny because you've never had this experience. The second it happens to you, 
where you're like, I put my umbrella down, I went and bought a book, and now I have no umbrella anymore, you will not be laughing. You will not be laughing. Not no, a laughing matter. I, no, I already know that the second I put my umbrella now down now, I'm going to be like, every time I'm, I'm away from it, I'm just going to be craning my neck, trying to see, looking at everybody leaving, ready to charge and be like, hey, that's my umbrella. Yeah. Exactly. You're going to see um, all of a sudden you're going to understand you're going to see every single human being as a potential umbrella thief. <laughs> and I just want you to ha- I want you to be smart and bypass because guess what? There are going to be times where a cheap umbrella that you bought for eight dollars is stolen. You're not going to care, but you're going to buy like a really nice thirty six dollar umbrella. And when someone takes it, you are going to be so pissed. You are going to be so fucking yeah. pissed. So I want you to protect your assets, okay? Because because <laughs> what are you, an heiress? Are you an heiress, Ashley? Are you? We have are, established I am not. <laughs> do we have old umbrella money? Like, do is there something you're not telling me? Um, but I'm excited about your, like, journey to jeans. I'm here to talk you through it if you want to FaceTime me from the Old Navy dressing room. I'm here for you. Uh, but I think we really, like, covered a lot of ground. And, like, I... Wallpaper is so foreign to me because I've never done anything with it. Um, beyond I did like my the dresser behind me is technically wallpaper oh, yeah. and I wallpapered just like an old wooden dresser. And that was like enough. But you're like, oh, no DIY really. And then you're like, oh, here's my wallpaper yeah, don't, dresser. Yeah, that you don't did? get too close to it. It's very janky. <laughs> I mean, but from here it looks nice. Um, but I'm I feel like I'm walking away with this knowledge of ordering all the wallpaper in the same lot because the dye is going to be the same is is if you own a home and you want to wallpaper something take this with you because i would never have known oh yeah i would never have known hot tip hot tip well i hope you keep us updated on that does the house have its own instagram account i mean it's just my instagram account okay well, we'll all be following, and obviously everything will be in the show notes, including the Gucci wallpaper. And I am going to connect you with Kate because you guys can talk about your Victorian homes together. Um, yeah, our old homes, your old, <laughs> no, your old uh, ass no homes, no storage bodies yeah. buried behind the walls. Uh, this was amazing, Ashley. Tell everybody where they can follow you. Um, oh, we didn't even get to talk about parachute, but if you are ever in the in the in the market for parachute linens. <laughs> Ashley's your girl. She got me hooked. I bought a remember I got the bathrobe from you because you had a bunch mm-hmm. of like excess brand new bathrobe. I was wearing it today. Actually, I think you can see it in the background of this. Wait, nope. I can see a foam. There finger. it is. Okay. Yes. Yeah, number one Dodgers fan. Have you met me? I am the <laughs> number one Dodgers fan. Um, tell everybody where they can follow you. I'm at Ashley Hosmer on Instagram. I'm at Ashley period Hosmer on TikTok. That's about it. Hell yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for coming. This was so much fun. I'm really excited for you. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to- Thank you for homing a bunch of my plants. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I'll send you pictures. They all say hi. They call me- Yeah. Is that one of them back there? I think it is. Yeah. In the gold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. one of yours. These- that one's fake. That's that tree. Fake. I can That's tell. real. Yes. Okay. You don't have to say it. You don't have to say it like that. Okay. <laughs> you don't have it's to just, say it, it like, like that. It's such a vibrant green. It's it because no one, be it's because no one has ever kept a, uh, 
palm leaf plant or whatever like alive that long i mean I, it's like if it's going in a dark I corner had one for a while and then i made the mistake of putting it outside and it died immediately yeah i'm not playing that game if it if it's a if it's a plant that will cost me like 200 dollars at a plant store i'm just gonna buy a fake but um yeah that is That's one fair. of yours and she is thriving yeah it looks like there's new growth i love it yeah lots of new growth um they're also your plants are also uh positively affecting the plants that were already in my house i put them all together and one of them's growing better now. Very weird. Oh, I love it. I I do feel like the more plants you have next to each other, the better they grow. Well, that would be, there's proof in that pudding because this plant was really not doing well and it started like really, really flourishing once I got it some friends. So I'm happy about it. Um, I love it. Well, this is so great. You'll have to come back and keep us surprised with all pictures um, and I guess we're all invited to your house when you feel like it's fully done. <laughs> Great. Come on over. Everyone. Thousand B- square foot house. It's all party inside. BYO umbrella and don't steal anyone else's <laughs> or I, I am, I will be the cop at the door. Trust me. Me and the old man who You'll wallpapers the ceiling. Maker. Yes. What's your name? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Checking you on, IDs when we leave. Exactly. We're checking. I will take your car keys <laughs> and your ID and that will be the coat check, but it will be for the umbrella. Okay. I have lots of ideas for this now. All right, you guys, I'm putting everything in the show notes. Follow Ashley on Instagram and on TikTok. I'll just put her accounts in the show notes as well. Um, and if you are a homeowner uh, and you are in the process of doing anything new, uh, follow Ashley. She just watch her in real time. But also I want to hear about your experiences and live vicariously through you as a renter, probably for the rest of my life. Okay. Thank you for listening. See you (laughs) next week for another episode of Cheat Thanks. You just listened to another episode of G Thanks Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. In between episodes, you can always head to the G Thanks Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod and the G Thanks Facebook group to get and give life-changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424 Four five zero seven three six with a product recommendation, and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. G Thanks is powered by subscribers like you. To keep all of our G Thanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of two dollars to keep us going at Patreon.com/slash G Thanks and Friends. <laughs> <laughs>